The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. We are back at it with another edition of your preview show for the weekend in the sweet science. Step through the ropes, take the robe off, put up those gloves, and let's mix it up here on Big Fight Weekend. I am your somewhat lucid host. We are ready for the WBC Heavyweight Championship Showdown, Barclays Center in New York, Brooklyn to be exact. Deontay Wilder, the latest defense of his WBC Heavyweight Championship against their air quotes top contender Dominic Brazil. Brazil, a former challenger to Anthony Joshua, he was beaten, has won a couple of significant fights, not supposed to be much of a threat. Wilder getting the big payday, trying to wait out Joshua or a potential rematch with Tyson Fury. We'll get into all of that. We'll preview this fight here in a little bit. want to make mention that uh, we're glad that you found us, however you found us here on Big Fight Weekend, whether it's through Red Circle Podcasting. Subscribe on iTunes as well to the podcast, and it comes automatically to you as part of the coverage of boxing uh, right to that phone right to your ipad as soon as there is a new episode we typically debut the previews on friday morning early afternoon something like that but again you don't have to wait if you subscribe via itunes just look us up on big fight weekend follow us on social media at big fight weekend also the website bigfightweekend.com Facebook as well, Big Fight Weekend. To that end, Marquise Johns is always hanging with me on this podcast. He is the lead writer, the purveyor of BigFightWeekend.com. He'll be here a little bit later on in the show. Up first, straight ahead, Al Bernstein will be here, the Hall of Fame boxing analyst, International Boxing Hall of Fame member. Uh, he will be on the call with Mauro Ranallo and Pauli Malinaji on the Showtime coverage of Wilder versus Brazil coming up. Uh, from the Barclays Center on Saturday evening. Look forward to talking to Al about this fight. And look, uh, there, make no mistake, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Wilder has said some controversial things about uh, wanting to seriously injure, if not kill, uh, Brazil. I mean, some of this is hype for the fight, but I want to ask Al uh, about at what point uh, does it become uh, more than just hyping the promotion, hyping uh, the, the Showtime coverage of the fight? And, and could this attitude this mindset be a negative for Wilder in this latest title defense especially when he's looking for the humongous the mega payday with Anthony Joshua or the big payday in the rematch with Tyson Fury at some point maybe later this fall this winter something like that if it can be worked out so we'll talk with Al Bernstein about that what kind of chance does Brazil really have to pull the upset Al's going to give us uh, his thoughts in advance of him being on the call of the fight coming up and I also want to see what he thinks about Wilder's place right now in modern heavyweight punching power here history uh, as we talk uh, with him in a little bit. David Payne will also be here. Look forward to talking with the boxing writer. He is the boxing writer on Twitter. His site, boxingwriter.co.uk. Get David's thoughts not only on Wilder in Brazil, but also a couple of significant fights that are going on in the UK, including Billy Joe Saunders. Or, or as David would say, I'll try the British accent, Billy Joe Saunders will be uh, teeing it up in a super middleweight uh, title fight that he is expected to win uh, easily. This is an unbeaten uh, English fighter that has a failed drug test in his past, uh, has had some other issues. David Payne will talk more about this as Saunders is fighting just outside of London on Saturday afternoon. ESPN Plus will be televising that fight in the United States. And also the World Super Series of Boxing has a couple of lighter weight fights that David will be talking about, including a Scottish super lightweight, a 140-pounder named Josh Taylor to keep an eye on. That's the DAZN show for this Saturday from Scotland, Saturday afternoon on DAZN and their coverage, their subscription-based coverage. We'll have the two Super Series fights. We rely on David Payne to give us a little more preview of those. And again, Marquise Johns will close things out. I want to talk to Marquise, too, about what was a fantastic uh, J-Rock versus Hurd title fight for the Junior Middleweight Championship last Saturday night on Fox, Premier Boxing Champions. Great battle uh, between Williams and Hurd for the 154-pound Hurd belts, and Williams pulls the upset unanimous decision well-deserved in what was a great fight. I want to talk to Marquise about that, get his thoughts on Wilder and Brazil 
and uh, also see what else is going on at BigFightWeekend.com. So all of that is straight ahead on the podcast. Sit back, relax, lots of boxing to talk about. A reminder, by the way, that we are brought to you on Big Fight Weekend in part by our friends at Vivid Seats. If you are looking for tickets to this uh, Wilder Brazil fight and the best seats in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, go no further than Vivid Seats. They have several things. Great pricing uh, from the secondary market at Vivid Seats, plus 100% satisfaction guaranteed, 100% safety in your transaction with Vivid Seats, and we have a promo code that you can use. If you're a first-time Vivid Seats user on the app, on the website, use the promo code BIGFIGHT10. BIGFIGHT10 will save you 10% off your order here with uh, Vivid Seats and a first-time user up to $50 on the purchase of those tickets. But again, if you're looking for lower level, maybe a good seat in the 200 level of Barclays Center, uh, they have already sold over 10,000 tickets for this fight, and it may be upwards of 15,000 that will be on hand in the boxing configuration in Brooklyn, where Wilder has fought several times and won spectacularly several times. Uh, he creamed Bermain Stavern there in one round in their rematch in the Barclays Center. So again, go to Vivid Seats, use the promo code BIGFIGHT10, save 10% off that initial order, and enjoy the fights this weekend. So with all of that out of the way, let's get rolling here on Big Fight Weekend with our special guests as we get ready for Wilder Brazil mainly, but also the, uh, the Super Series doubleheader in Scotland, Billy Joe Saunders fighting uh, in England, and much more for this weekend. Here we go. Oh, it's a pleasure. Anytime we get to talk to the Hall of Famer, he'll be on the call with Showtime with Mauro Ranallo and Pauli Malinaggi of this Wilder Brazil fight. Let's say hello again to Al Bernstein here as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I know you are busy. Thank you for making time. And it is almost here where we see Deontay Wilder back in the ring again. Al, you've been around him a bunch. One of the things we've been talking about before you came on the podcast is he is talking openly about physical violence and hurting Brazil. You've been around a lot of these fights. Some of it is selling the fight, selling the promotion. What do you make of Wilder and his mindset going into this? Well, I don't know what to say. You know, it. I mean, it's. <laughs> you, you tend to think, well, it's just all hype, and at the end of the day, uh, we live in a society now where you can say more outrageous things, I guess. Um, although that is certainly beyond where you would anticipate somebody going. Um, the, the thing is, they've given him a chance to backtrack from it a couple times, and he doesn't seem to want to walk it back. So I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. What, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, it is. It is interesting as the backdrop of this fight. Uh, I, Could, you know, I think there's obviously emotion between him and Dominic Brazil because of the fracas they had down in Alabama with their family members, and it, there's no question there's a lot of personal issues. Sometimes all that is just hype, but I challenge me to imagine that uh, Deontay Wilder wants to uh, wants that to happen. <laughs> No doubt. And so from a strategic standpoint, I love this with you and with uh, you and Paulie going back and forth on this. Does that in some way make it a concern that Wilder will try to do something spectacular, try to go for the big knockout more than usual in the first or second round and might leave himself open, Al? Well, there's a couple of factors to that. One, Dominic Brazil is a notoriously slow starter. So you could make a case that for Wilder to come out fast would make sense in any case. But there is always the danger, as you point out, that if you're too emotional, and Deontay Wilder, let's be honest, he's not exactly a perfect ring technician in there. He gets the job done in a very awkward uh, and and maybe difficult way to fight in that kind of fashion. So um, he could... If we wouldn't even know if he was pressing <laughs> because he, you know, he's such an awkward fighter. But, um, you know, there is a chance that he'll come off fast because he thinks he can get Brazil out early. Voice of Al Bernstein with us. Gracious to give us a couple of minutes as we're talking Wilder Brazil. Showtime, Saturday night, Barclays Center, Brooklyn, New York. The latest defense of Wilder's WBC championship. You mentioned Brazil a slow starter. If he has the chance at the upset, what are the ingredients? What one or two things are we looking for that this could be a possible Brazil win? 
Well, I think the one possibility is Brazil who, uh, landing on some kind of counter right hand. If Wilder gets a little awkward and uh, and and leaves himself open uh, at some point, Brazil does have some power. You know, he's not he's knocked people out, and and granted, some of the people he's knocked out, maybe the competition wasn't dramatically great, but he's knocked a lot of them out, and um, and and so he does have some power. The other way is if Dominic Brazil can make this a kind of mauling, grabbing, ugly fight, he is he's going to have 30 pounds or 40 pounds on Wilder. Um, uh, that doesn't mean he's stronger, but it means it, he will have physical bulk. He might be able to turn it into that kind of fight and end up winning a bunch of rounds. I mean, that would be what he would hope for. In terms of knockout artists as heavyweight champs, you've been around a lot of boxing and a lot of heavyweights, guys that had big punches. I mean, obviously Tyson is at the top of the list, but there are other guys that could punch too, whether you're talking about Riddick Bowe, Lennox Lewis, recently, uh, on and on down the list. Let's say in recent heavyweight rankings, where do you put Wilder with all of these knockouts? And and there's some questions about skill level of competition, but where do you put him in, in the modern ranking of heavyweight champs being able to knock people out? Well, he, in that category, he's certainly up there with a lot of the with the recent, especially in recent times, uh, you know, or well, any time really, because he's a, he's a, he's a powerful man. He can hurt you, and and when it comes to power, um, you know, he's right there with with the best of them. There's no question. He can he can punch hard. You know, uh, I think um, in recent years, to be perfectly candid, Lennox Lewis might be right at the top of the list. Uh, because when he hits you perfect, Lennox Lewis is going to hurt you. Um, and uh, so, you know, that I think, and I, I believe that, you know, in, in Wilder's case, that right hand, when he lands it perfectly against you, you're going to have an issue, um, which makes it even more remarkable that Tyson Trigger was able to get up not once but twice from being knocked down. No doubt about that. One more for you. Uh, th- there is obviously a looming showdown at some point with Anthony Joshua. Wilder fights two weeks before Joshua fights uh, in New York. It, does that add even more intrigue about Wilder needing to be spectacular in this fight to almost force a Joshua fight somewhere down the road, or are we reading too much into that factor out? Well, I think they want he wants to knock him out quickly than, than Joshua knocked out Brazil, and and part of it is for all for, for all three of that heavyweights at the top of the ladder, Joshua, Wilder, and Fury. They're not fighting each other right now. So what they want to do is be as impressive as possible to gain the upper hand when they do fight, either in terms of the negotiations uh, or how they are perceived. Um, you know, and and so they want to win impressively. We just hope that we can get them in the ring against each other. You know, obviously we were. It was very close to being a second Wilder Fury fight, and that fell apart when uh, Fury changed his promotional um, loyalties. And the Joshua Wilder fight has been, you know, a constant, ongoing fiasco because they haven't <laughs> been able to make it. So, you know, it just has been. And you know, I think rightfully so. Boxing fans want to see these heavyweights in the ring against each other. And and you know, if you hearken back to to, to um to times when heavyweights fought each other you know even going back to the Holyfield Lewis era um you know the, the the fighters were fighting each other and and even the Klitschko's you know they fought everybody that they could fight um it wasn't a deep heavyweight division when they were the heavyweight champions but I think we'd be hard-pressed to name any heavyweight that they didn't fight um that was available to them so we want to see that in our current and, and the heavyweight division that now is at a rebirth. Um, and, and I think it can continue that rebirth if we can get these fighters to face each other. We'll see if that's the case. We know this much. 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Showtime, Barclays Center, Wilder Brazil, the main event. And again, Mauro Ronaldo, Al Bernstein, and Pauli Malinaggi on the call. Listen again. Thank you. I know you're busy. Uh, I appreciate you popping on again here with me to talk Wilder Brazil on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Thank you, Al Bernstein. You're welcome. Take care.
Big Five Weekend brought to you in part by Touch Vodka. A great taste of Florida at your disposal with Touch Vodka. They are proud sponsors here of what we do on Big Fight Weekend. Check them out at touchvodka.com to find out more about their artesian vodka, their three outstanding citrus flavors of vodka, where you can find it, and much more. Proud sponsors of Big Fight Weekend and the Big Fight Weekend podcast. It's Touch Vodka. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. It is not just Wilder and Brazil for the WBC heavyweight title on Saturday night. No, no, no. There is some other action that we are interested in. And for that, I always love the insight, the wit, the analysis all wrapped into one of one David Payne, the boxing writer in the UK under the Twitter handle, The Boxing Writer website boxingwriter.co.uk he's got a couple of previews out for a couple of different fights one of them involving billy joe saunders super middleweight champion 168 pound uh super middleweight title fight for him that is coming in england this weekend also the super series the world super series fights that will be taking place as well in Scotland this weekend. So this is right in the wheelhouse of David Payne, who's with me and back with me on Big Fight Weekend. How are you, sir, as we get ready for another weekend of fisticuffs? I'm excellent. Thanks, TJ. Fully recovered from my ill health. Um, Great to be back on the show. Looking forward to chatting about some great British fights and some international superstars we've got visiting our show. So, um, yeah, all good here. All right. So the first one that you have written about, uh, already on freebets.net, and we love uh, whenever we get the chance to put your stuff up as well on bigfightweekend.com on the website. But you've written uh, for those that are, as I like to say, short-term investment analysts looking to <laughs> looking to go at these different uh, fights from a gambling perspective. You've written about Billy Joe Saunders, who's had, let's just say, a winding road here uh, of a of a professional career, including a recent drug. Uh, Tess, a drug suspension, uh, but he is I- in the catbird seat, if you will. He has an opportunity against an opponent that he should beat uh, here in this fight coming up on Saturday. So tell me more about the WBO super middleweight title fight in Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, well, as you say, it's been a it's been a winding road, and uh, he's at times in his ten year career been his own worst enemy. But the one thing that um, anyone that's seen Billy Joe fight. Uh, when he's when he's been fit and on form, would attest, he's that he's one of the most talented fighters certainly in the current British scene. Um, tremendous technical skills, but very instinctive too. He's got fast hands, great feet, very elusive, um, puts combinations together really well, um, and it, just a very very good fighter. And, and the great frustration with him is that he's not demonstrated in that that more frequently in the ring. And he's not built on the momentum that he's earned in good wins over people like Andy Lee, Spike O'Sullivan, Chris Eubank Jr. And most recently, David Lemieux, oh, almost 18 months ago now. There's always been one reason or another, either in his own uh, disinterest or the drugs thing that you mentioned, has got in the way of him pushing on and those Golovkin, Canelo, real big super fights happening for him. So here we are again, uh, another opportunity for him to step back towards that stage. Uh, this is a stepping stone fight. It will earn him the WBO super middleweight belt that uh, Gilberto Ramirez recently relinquished to move up to light heavy. Um, and Frank Warren, his long-term promoter, is a very, what's the, what's the right word, a, a great comrade of the WBO over the years. <laughs> it's an, an organisation that he seems to, um, to be able to call on when required. And here we are again with Billy Joe Saunders' uh, latest comeback, uh, he should win, and um, and then we'll see what happens next because it's a very unpredictable story usually with Billy. So again, it's a Serb, Shafat Asufi, if I have that pronunciation correct. Uh, it's a it's a real one sided affair. I, I wonder uh, with what's going on with the with the positive drug test and, and with some losses in his career, even though he's got some big wins, is Saunders still a fan favorite? Will he be? Will there be heavy sentiment for him, or is there some wait and see among British uh, British boxing fans? He's quite a divisive character, TJ, in respect to some of his behavior outside the ring, going all the way back to the Beijing Olympics that he was in. There was a 
there's a few salacious stories about him there and, and, and it's that kind of thing that crops up and up and he's now 29 going towards 30 this year um no losses on his record just to correct you sorry for that but there's no losses losses on his record thank yet. you yes and, and so he, he brings that to the table for whatever that's worth and we can debate that till the cows come home um but in Shafat Asufi, he faces an opponent that should be tailor-made for him. Uh, Asufi's real advantage, if he has one, is that he's he's coming down to super middleweight over a nine-year career, so maybe presumed to be able to hold a shot. Uh, not that Saunders is a great puncher, but hold a shot, have some durability, and perhaps have some natural size. But uh, he's, uh, he's a level or two below Saunders for, for technical ability, natural ability. So, uh, yeah, in terms of the crowd here, uh, there are those that love him for his style and there are those that loathe him but often with characters like that they can fill arenas because um people want to see them knocked out or people want to see them win so um, <laughs> but, uh it can still sell seats can't it um so we'll see what happens but i think uh a poor showing here and it's going to take quite quite a sell to get him into those big fights he, he needs he needs an impressive performance and then and then move on Okay, and as you mentioned, Saunders undefeated uh, here in this one has some decent knockout power. So we'll see if he delivers again. Those fights, uh, Saunders at at twenty seven and zero does have thirteen knockouts. Those fights uh, and that fight card um, th- that will be on ESPN Plus on the premium service on the app uh, in the afternoon U.S. time. Um, also going on in Scotland is the resumption of the World Boxing Super Series and a couple of the lighter weights. And uh, I know you've written about those fights as well, including Josh Taylor, who is a big fan favorite in the UK um, in one of those fights. So let's talk about those fights that you've written about. And first, uh, what Taylor's fight um, is all about. It's, it's one of the semifinals in this Super Series. So pick up, pick up the trail for me there on why we're interested in this. Um, well, one of the big things here is, and, and it's true also to a certain extent of Billy Joe Saunders, is that we're in a bit of a transition period here in the UK. Uh, going back two or three years, we've now lost David Hay, Carl Frock, Tony Bellew, James DeGale, George Groves. Um, it's a long list of guys that have had the best of their careers, the big, the big stars over here, and they're all in retirement or on their last run, like uh, Amir Khan, Kelbrook, people like that. So. We need some new stars, and Billy Joe Saunders could have been one of those by now already, uh, but certainly uh, Josh Taylor is, is, in my opinion, probably the most qualified of the guys coming behind them to become a real big star here. He has everything. He's a good-looking guy. He's in his prime now at 28. Um, he's been in this fantastic tournament, and he's terrific to watch, very busy, Beautiful hand speed, elusive, fights out Southport. He's a huge, super lightweight. Very, very entertaining to watch. A relentless sort of character and uh, has a style that entertains. So um, there's a lot to like about him. He's in a tough fight this weekend. He's very, very heavily favoured against a a strong man from the far eastern block in in Ivan Baranchik, who brings the IBF title to the the party. Um, So no mug, very fit, will be here to win. Uh, but technically, um, Taylor should prove far too much for him. That's the expectation. But uh, very excited to see the fight um, because Taylor is good to watch. And I'd I'd encourage American fans that have perhaps not picked up on either the tournament or Taylor in particular to take a look because I think he's got a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of aspects to his style that would be popular in America. Um, I think I think you'll you'll see flashes of some former greats in there that will, will appeal. Uh, so I'd encourage. Encourage your audience to take a peek at him if there is a chance by the platform you mentioned. The Super Series fights are actually on DAZN, and when you were mentioning those names in your article like Jim Watt and Kim Buchanan, now if you're an old school, you know those names. Uh, So it's interesting that you put Taylor kind of in that category of, hey, these were former Scottish greats. Can this guy take the next step? So that's, that's part of the intrigue. And the other part of the intrigue is that in both of these fights in both of these situations we already know who the opponent is waiting on the other side for what would essentially be the championship fight of the tournaments right they already know what their ultimate uh challenge will be if they can both get by uh if if the champions uh in the in both of these fights can get by they they know what awaits 
Uh, indeed, and that's again another reason for American audio to tune in because if uh, if Taylor comes through Baranchek successfully in one piece, fully fit, then we've got the prospect of him fighting the American Regis Progre in the final, which should be some fight because Progre, as your fans will know, is already making um, waves of his own over the other side of the pond. So that'll be two electric fighters at the absolute peak of their careers that should make for a terrific final and there's no ducking it they're contracted to face as you say the tournament pitches them together and that's the final it's preordained he's won his semi-final taylor just needs to win his all right we'll see how those fights uh will play out this weekend again on espn plus and also on the zone uh, again david payne giving us great insight on all things uh, here, not just in the UK, but also in the US. So Deontay Wilder, as we've been building up to this, this starts kind of the interesting roll call of title defense for Wilder, title defense for Joshua, and then whatever this is going to be later in June for Tyson Fury, uh, getting back in the ring as he wants to be in the mix. So Wilder is up first with Brazil. Uh, what is your expectation here for this fight at Barclays Center? Brazil did not put up much opposition in a loss to Joshua. Wilder has certainly been talking a very angry, almost morbid game about how he wants to seriously injure or, or uh, maybe even kill Brazil in the ring, trying to hype the fight. I think most dismiss that as trying to hype the fight. What, what do you make of this uh, for this WBC heavyweight title fight that's Saturday night in the U.S.? I think, firstly, and it's not just because uh, he's the American fighter that we're talking about. It makes no difference to my opinion. I think the comments that Wilder's shared with us are deplorable. Uh, that's not the sport that I'm involved in. There'll be some that think I'm being throwing a hissy unnecessarily. It's a combat sport, but I think there can be a combat sport without comments like that. Uh, so, not linger too long on them, but I think they were reprehensible. Uh, however, the fight... I've warmed to a little bit more as it's got a bit closer. You do a bit more research about the opponent, and sure, it's not who we want Wilder to fight. But he's a big, strong guy. You, you say against Joshua, Joshua was aggressive and um, very accurate with a lot of his shots that night. He, I thought he, his performance was was terrific. Um, he's a bit got a little bit more poise now, but there he was a little. He, he would gamble more, Joshua, even even going back that short period of time. But I thought Brazil showed a lot of grit, a lot of heart, um, you know, to stay in the fight as long as he did because he took some heavy shots and he was still firing, still trying. Um, and I always feel that Wilder gives almost anybody a chance. Sure, he can take anybody out at any given point in a fight, as he showed almost, showed against Fury, even having been outboxed comprehensively, he was still able to, to land the equaliser. Um, but he will always give you a shot and a six foot six guy weighing 230, 240 pounds, maybe more. Um, he's always going to have a chance of putting one on his button and putting him over. So it's not the fight we want. We've talked about that lots, but I'm trying not to be too negative about Brazil because he's got a little bit more uh, substance to him. Not much more, but a little bit more than uh, Schwartz and Ruiz Jr. So um, <clears throat> he's certainly comparable or better. Uh, than uh, Ruiz Jr. So, <clears throat> sorry, got a tickle. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to the fight in respect to another heavyweight fight. We have to accept that this is the one we're getting um, and it will clear another hurdle towards what we hope at some point before we're both old men. Um, we see one of the fights that we really want to see. It's get it out of the way and let's try and glean some fun from it while we can. No doubt. And again, Wilder gets to go first. I still maintain this has been a theme for previous podcasts here on Big Fight Weekend, that if he is spectacular, if this is an early knockout and a spectacular knockout, it ratchets it, it, ratchets it up even more for Anthony Joshua to be spectacular. And for Tyson Fury, he better look good and look good early in his fight if he wants to get in the mix. So that's another part of the intrigue here. Uh, for the the chronology of these fights and how they're going to come off, um, all within the next four or five weeks. So we'll see how that uh, we'll see how that part plays out. Anything else from you, sir, from the boxing writer uh, here before we head to the weekend? Uh, just um, keep an eye out for if you like destructive heavyweights. Um, perhaps not the most technically gifted, but Joe Joyce is fighting uh, Alexander Yusinov, uh at the weekend. Um, 
think it's on the Billy Joe Saunders undercard, if I'm not mistaken. Forgive me if I've got that the wrong way around. I believe that's where it is. Um, that should be a fun couple of rounds because uh, Houston Huff is six foot eight, great big lump, big target, but former title challenger. And Joyce is an up-and-comer, 8-0, I think he is. Uh, so that should be a bit of blood and thunder for two or three rounds. If you can catch that as part of the Billy Joe Saunders show, try and catch up with that one just to see what you make of Joyce. It'd be interesting to see a bit of feedback if if anyone wanted to share it, see what you make of Joyce. Interesting. You're right. The next, next wave of, uh, of heavyweights coming through. That is the co-main event uh, there for that card. Um, in Stevenage, did I say it close to correct in England <laughs> on ESPN Plus? How close did I come there on that? It's not Stevenage like it looks like, right? No, it's you're the professional host, uh, TJ. You can say it any way you like with that uh, mahogany voice and with yours, can't you? But uh, no, it's Stevenage in England. So uh, you 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 go for it however you like. We love your American pronunciation. We, yeah, well. we butcher everything from Maryland uh, to Melbourne to whatever it is. So um, yeah. in any event, and of course, I have a last name that's R I V E S, and I make everybody say Reeves. So it, even though it looks like Rivas, Reeves, and all other derivations. So in any event, the Saunders fight uh, again afternoon U.S. time. That's ESPN Plus and the World Super Series doubleheader that uh, with Baranchik Taylor and Emmanuel Rodriguez and Inoue in the uh, Bantamweight Championship fight. Those on DAZN in the afternoon from Scotland. And then it is uh, Wilder and Brazil Saturday night Showtime Barclays Center. We got lots of fights, lots of fisticuffs. And plug away, sir, because you're a great follow, and it's great to read you online. So plug away on where we can read more and follow you more on social media. Well, yes, and just before I do that, I almost forgot, of course, we've got Naya Nui uh, featuring in Glasgow, haven't we, in the other the semi-final of the Bantamweight tournament. Um, sometimes we can get a bit, little bit locked in. We can become a little bit American and uh, European-centric uh, with our boxing, but the Japanese little man is a terrifying fighter again <laughs> try and take him in one of the purest punches i've seen in the sort of hammered tyson just knock people cold with one shot kind of guy real terrific fighter and he's fighting a good fighter too but he's again strong favorite but worth taking in but if you want to follow me that would be great at the boxing writer i appear at boxingwriter.co.uk as tj's mentioned and occasionally big fight weekend uh, and always keen to get in touch and, and chat with fight fans. So fire away. Love it. All right. So he'll be tweeting about all this, writing about all this this weekend. Let's hope we get some entertainment. I mean, uh, that's out of all of these fights, we hopefully will get two or three or more of them that'll be highly entertaining and worth talking about, worth writing about on bigfightweekend.com and your site, boxingwriter.co.uk. David Payne, thank you. I appreciate the time and the insight on all the fights this weekend. Enjoy it, sir. My pleasure, TJ, if I can get the words out. And I'll uh, catch you next time before to the weekend. Continue along here on this edition of Big Fight Weekend. Again, a reminder to subscribe via iTunes, wherever you find podcasts. Find us here on Big Fight Weekend before the showdowns, after the showdowns, etc. Another guest coming your way here. Love his work on the BigFightWeekend.com website. He is the lead writer. He is the purveyor of that website. Love the insight of Marquise Johns back with me for uh, for some breakdown of what we saw last weekend and then some preview mode of this weekend. First of all, good to have you. And we've got lots of action all over the place from last weekend and this week to keep track of. Okay, TJ. After four rounds, I see it like this, and we sure do, actually. I'm looking forward to it. How you been? <laughs> you did. All right, so you were doing in tribute to Harold Letterman, a little Harold Letterman there. You should have just gone full on, well, Jim, well, Jim, because he oh, always man, would say, Jim, mine. well, Jim, Jim, the way I see Jim. it, Jim. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I have to say that uh, I did. I wrote about this on the site earlier in, the, in this week. Talk about being maybe 20 years ahead of everybody else with an innovation in sports TV, having a former judge judge the fights in real time on HBO, it became the precursor now to what we see. Almost every big-time boxing card has a ringside unofficial judge now on the broadcast. And now you watch football, and the, the former official, the former supervisor of official, is in there explaining the rules and helping the fans understand all of that. Harold Letterman was doing this in the late 1980s, Marquise Johns. He has been doing this, TJ, possibly, and actually for a fact, he has been doing this for as long as I've been watching boxing. 
and it goes back to what I remember picking up as a kid watching fights, and you'll you just hear that sound after four rounds. Okay, Jim, here's what I got, and it'll just be the best. And it was always amusing with his, with his analysis in regards to it because him just judging by the fight scorecard-wise, and I remember for years me and friends would just listen to, his, listen to him break these scorecards down, and we, and we wouldn't agree half the time. But at the end of the day, he would be right at the end of it, so it really didn't, it really showed how much I knew at the time. And it also helped me out in regards to knowing that he was right and I was wrong. Yeah, he could break down those he could break down those cards, that's for sure. So Harold Letterman in the International Boxing Hall of Fame, uh, gone at the age of seventy nine. And you know, I, I even said this, it's a it's a shame we no longer have HBO World Championship Boxing. We had it for more than forty years, uh, and, and really for about the last thirty two years, I believe his first fight that he worked was nineteen eighty six. So for the last thirty two years on uh, on HBO, Harold Letterman was the was the ringside judge on almost every big fight. So with HBO boxing gone, uh, part of him obviously died and was and was gone too, no longer there. And so uh, I just uh, I say that, and it's it's sad. Time does march on, but uh, yeah, I, you know, since since last we talked, we don't have Harold Letterman anymore. But what a legacy! Because almost every I mean, these fights this weekend on the on the Showtime. Uh, main event with Wilder in Brazil, or whether you're talking about the ESPN top rank fights, the DAZN fights, world worldwide, they've got a judge, Marquise, you know this, sitting there with them doing the unofficial scoring. Harold Letterman was the trailblazer for that. He was the door that opened up for all these other judges, and it's often duplicated, never imitated. There could only be one Harold Letterman easily, without a doubt. Jim, I have to tell you, I got this 97-93. I think he's dominating with the right hand. This is an easy fight to score, Jim. Uh, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> oh, tribute to Harold Letterman. Okay, so uh, also from last weekend, what a fight. Was it, Marquise Johns, the fight of the year? J-Rock Williams and Jarrett Hurd for the junior middleweight belts, two of them, won by Williams in an upset in Hurd's backyard in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, what a bad, not much for defense. I will concede that it's not, it's not like they were doing much moving or defending, but man, what a brawl, what a 12 round, uh, fistic battle that was last Saturday night in the PBC main event, sir. That was the fight that we needed to see on boxing cards for a long time so far. And it is so far on my end of the, uh, of things, the five of the year slowly, but only behind the, uh, Sergey Lipinets, uh, Mont Peterson retirement fight. <sighs> Williams in that fight, without a doubt, took it to Hurd early, and it's been well documented that Hurd starts off slow, and then he knocked Hurd down in the second round, and from there it was literally academic, actually. Yeah, in he, fact, had, he had built up the big lead, and, and I know Hurd was scoring, but man, he cut Hurd over both eyes, had the left eye swelling. Uh, the the, the I mean, one eye had guts. the weird Vaseline thing going on. <laughs> I don't know what his <laughs> I don't know what his corner was doing with that. That that would that didn't help hurt at all. In fact, I think it was stuck in his eye. I want to say it was the seventh or eighth round where he, he the bell rang and yep. he just came in. All you see is hurt squinting and he was just getting tagged. Couldn't see good. from all of that. So, but that I mean, Marquise, that upset lay it out for us because now this relates to Jamal Charlo's rematch. With Tony Harrison, Harrison won in an upset in December. They're rematching now next month in June. And J-Rock is in the catbird seat here looking at the winner, potentially. Give me some more on this. Absolutely. Uh, J-Rock gets the option now. Uh, Hurd has a rematch clause to fight back, of course, for his belts, in, in, which may happen at some point later on down the line this year or early next year. He can either go that way with the rematch first in fighting uh, Hurd back, or he can fight the winner of uh, Tony Harrison and, and Jamal Jamel Charlo, not Jamal, Jamel, in, on June, uh, in the winner of that one, they didn't have a unifying situation afterwards. All right, so we got to keep the Charlo brothers straight here uh, yeah. on this, because that, that was a bit, speaking of decisions, that was a bit of a surprise decision where most believe that Charlo had won against Tony Charlo Super, had won that fight. Superbad <laughs> Harrison, but Superbad got the, got the call on the split decision on the cards, so this will be the rematch, and again, in, at 154, um, it, it, it is interesting about the herd rematch and then potentially fighting uh, Charlo later on if J-Rock can, uh, can hang in there. So this is why we love boxing and why 
why we love that. So, all right, we haven't talked a ton here recently about Wilder and Brazil. I know Al Bernstein back at the beginning of the podcast was breaking it down for us. I want uh, you. You've spent a lot of time watching the press conference stuff, the buildup, the media events for all of this. I put the question to you, Marquise Johns. Is Deontay Wilder taking it too far with all this, I want to seriously injure, if not kill, Dominic Brazil with all the talk? What what do you make of it? Has he taken it too far? I don't think he's taking it too far, and I just think the media is literally overreacting this day and age in regards to it. One thing I recognize, and the reason why I say that everyone's taking it too seriously, he's quoting Rocky IV, and he said, if he dies, he dies. You may have heard it from a movie at some point. He's mentioned that. He's mentioned the, the great, he's going from the initial press conference when he announced the fight that he was going to be for Mortal Kombat. He's mentioned Brazil's wife being Xena Warrior Princess, which is a very horrible 90s TV show. I mean, these are not, <laughs> these are not quotes from an actual serial killer or a murderer in the ring that's going to take place. They had a press conference also earlier this afternoon where it was a lot of yapping and jawjacking as usual. But there wasn't any threat of violence or homicide happening. So, so you read into it more promotion. You read into it more trying to hype this thing for Showtime because they want some audience. They have to because these last few, for lack of better terms, with these Showtime cards have been horrendous. For example, the last card was uh, Easter Barfellamy. Thankfully, no one watched that one because that one was probably <laughs> the worst fight of the year. I told, one, you, was... I told you off the year, I think on social media or a text message, that I watched six rounds of that fight, and it was the perfect ambient. It was a sleeping pill to, to go ahead and not have to watch the second half, just go to bed. You know what? And the worst part was everyone told me, don't watch the fight. Genius here, I had it on the DVR. I watched that double speed, and still nothing happened. Right. So between that fight and with the exception of the Clarissa Shields fight that happened this April, which was women's boxing history, right? majority of Showtime cards have been Really horrendous. Like Lonica Stano was a draw. Right. D. Gail Eubank was pretty. Uh, yeah, that was there. Uh, there's just, just not been good cards. Right. So the, the Pacquiao, thing- the Pacquiao Broner yep. was a uh, was a PPC Showtime pay per view, and that was and a that, was- that was a snooze fest. So you're right. We do need we do need something spectacular. So that kind of segues into what I was asking Al, and what I was also talking to David Payne about. How much urgency will there be from Deontay Wilder? But more so than normal. He scored a lot of early round knockouts in his career anyway. But how much more urgency do you think there will be on his part trying to be spectacular in the Barclays Center Saturday night? I think it's going to be really impressive. And I do think it's very crucial that he gets his knockdown very early in this fight because he's mentioned before he was going to beat him up and then kill him. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to replace the word kill with knock him out and, and stop this fight completely because no one expects Brazil to actually win this fight. I haven't heard anybody outside of Brazil's camp saying that. I'm also looking with this fight because the way Wilder has set up for promotion with these heavyweight divisions, TJ, he set the bar pretty high for the rest of these upper fights coming down the line for the rest of the summer. For example, he's threatening to kill Brazil in the ring. I mean, that's pretty hard to beat so far, right? The next one up is Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz. I mean, that's a fight where they got a replacement fighter to replace Jermell Miller, and you haven't heard too much of anything about that. After that, you got Tyson Fury facing Tom Swartz, who, A, no one's heard of, and yep. B who's climbing up the ranks from 63rd to 58 in box rec, and C, uh, Fury's been doing his whole media press pretty much having to defend the fact he's facing a guy that no one's ever heard of. So well, and, and, the bigger, had- and the bigger point, wouldn't agree to the rematch with Wilder in the first place so that he's now stick, stuck with fighting a guy we haven't heard of, which I don't think many people are going to care about no matter what happens. Even if, even if Fury knocks him out in the first round, I think it's a so what. Uh, so you're, you're right, and it, it, it all leads off on uh, on Saturday night. All right, same question I put to Al Bernstein here. What first of all, give me a percent chance that Brazil can win this. Is that 10%? Is it 5%? What what would you gauge it at that Brazil could pull an upset here on Deontay Wilder? Uh there's a 5% chance and it's a 5% margin of error. I don't really think he has a shot whatsoever in this fight to be honest with you, DJ. I mean, you never know though in boxing cuts can happen, you know, one lucky punch, whatever. It's got to be, be some kind of variable. Yeah, weird headbutt. It's got to be. It's got to be something out of the ordinary that's going to be for Wilder starts bizarrely slow, like he did in the Fury fight, where he gets surprisingly outboxed. Barring one of those circumstances, I don't see it happening at all. All right. So we'll see if it ends early, if it ends quickly for Wilder with that big right hand. Um, and again, he is seeing big time dollar signs down the road 
um, with whatever the case is, as long as he keeps winning and, and winning impressively. Uh, and again, it's important to point out, which we have, and we will probably some more on the website, this this fight is still just a one-off, a one fight only on Showtime, which means Wilder could still make a deal if he wants to, to go fight on DAZN against Anthony Joshua, for example, or make a deal with Top Rank and Bob Arum. It's not likely he will probably stay loyal to Al Heyman, Premier Boxing Champions, stay on Showtime, stay on Showtime pay-per-view, but Marquise, that's an important point. He is not contractually bound after this fight. He could go make a free agent deal on a one-off somewhere else with DAZN or Top Rank, right? That he can, and I'm actually looking forward to see if he does actually shop himself around because he he put himself in the ultimate driver's seat, free agent-wise, to see what he can do with the next fight. Also on this card, TJ, and the reason why I'm I'm really not concerned of him quote unquote killing Brazil is this this card itself on Showtime is a triple header, and the fights before it is a it's a it's a prospect fight with Juan Haroldes taking on uh, Arnes Mendez and Mendez, who was coming off the Peterson card, had a draw, and the fight in between that one is the yearly groundhog showing of Mr. Gary Russell defending <laughs> against Kiko Martinez. So n- not Russell, for nothing. Dude, Russell no- defending his featherweight title for the first time since, what, the Clinton administration? When was the last time Russell was in the ring? Was it 2018 I, or was it 2017 I, or 2002? I, I, I think since I was talking to you on AOL, it's been a long time, TJ. I haven't seen him. So we're, I'm looking forward to seeing if he can actually stop Martinez, who actually, uh, no one, no one's, no one, no one's here for that fight. So, the promotion for this Wilder card is, of course, Wilder fretting to kill a man. I, I see the myth behind the madness. All right. We'll see, uh, we'll see what happens with that fight card. Uh, what else out of the news from BigFightWeekend.com? I know uh, David Payne was talking about the two fights that are in the U.K. this weekend. Billy Joe Saunders, 168-pound title is on the line. Uh, in that one, maybe Saunders gets in the mix for Callum Smith or gets in the mix potentially for Canelo Alvarez or Triple G or something like that. Down the road, we'll see. Uh, and then Josh Taylor, the Scottish uh, lighter weight fighter. Interesting uh, that he, uh, Josh Taylor, fighting uh, junior welterweight 140 against uh, Baranchik, Ivan Baranchik from Belarus, the Belarusian, they are fighting for the 140-pound IBF title in the Super Series semifinals. That one earlier in the afternoon on DAZN. So we've got Billy Joe Saunders on the ESPN Plus app, uh, the doubleheader with the Super Series championship fights also in the afternoon from Scotland on DAZN. So we got some afternoon boxing, Marquise, to keep up with. It's old school afternoon boxing, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing how Saunders is going to uh, stop uh, Shafir Usifi in regards to it because... His belt is the belt that Ramirez gave up to stay at light heavyweight, who more than likely is going to fight in that division. Uh, if I had to put a guess on it, uh, Elnor Alvarez as, as, a, as, a, as a gatekeeper fight to see if he's going to stay in the division and, and put in some work in. All right, for the light heavyweights there. And so, again, we're talking about the 168-pound fighters. We'll see how it goes uh, yeah. for that. All right, what else? Anything else off of uh, the Big Fight Weekend website that, uh, that strikes you? Uh, that's been going on the news of this week as we get ready for these for these showdowns. Anything else? Nothing crazy out of the ordinary that you haven't expected. They did mention uh, as, as as we're recording this, uh, Richard Comedy is fighting uh, Ray Beltran for his IBF belt, which pretty much all but shuts the door on the Telefimo Lopez uh, comedy fight that he was requesting actually after the fight he had on on the uh, con card. So that's all set in stone. Uh, also, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, in an isolated incident, uh, they, they made an error with the IBF in regards to making a mandatory for him. So that, that's not set in stone yet. This is the IBF doing IBF things as usual. They, 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 the check is cleared, so they don't, they'll, they'll just figure it'll make something up as it goes along. But <laughs> Well, the, the IBF, to- he fought the IBF champion in Jacobs and won the belt for him. Does the IBF suddenly think they can dictate you got to fight our fighter now? Fight Derevyuchenko or fight our fighter? I mean, these organizations crack me up, and they have for decades <laughs> with how they come up with this stuff. Because they just make the rules up, TJ. They don't, they don't be following this stuff. Also, they, they mentioned coming on the line as well, the WBC is going to have a hearing on uh, Wilder's comments for this week regarding the whole murder thing. So uh, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, look for nothing to happen on that. All right, so if you had to predict a round before we get out of here, what round, what's the under over on what round it's done? Will it be done early, Wilder in Brazil? If so, how early? What's what's the Marquise under over on the number of rounds? Will Brazil see the fifth round? Will he see the eighth round? What say you? 
I think Brazil stays around this until about the seventh. Once really? the seventh or eighth round hits. Yeah, I have a feeling Wilder's going to do something crazy or give up the first two rounds, and then he's, he'll smarten up, and then he'll just proceed to pound him into the ground. All right. That's the uh, the words of Marquise Johns. Again, bigfightweekend.com. Follow Marquise at Week Sauce Radio. Love that Twitter handle. He will be a tweeting, a, a tweeting madman, if I can get that out, uh, this yes. weekend, especially with the daytime fights on DAZN and ESPN Plus Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, Showtime card as well. Previews, recaps, go to bigfightweekend.com. Right, Marquise? Because we've got stuff loaded up. Uh, for all the action this weekend in the preview mode or the recap mode, they can find it all in one place. Absolutely. Bigfightweekend.com. You can find it there. You follow me on, once again, as TJ mentioned, on Twitter, at Week Sauce Radio. You hear how some folks say, don't at me, bro, and all that stuff. No, go ahead and at me if you're talking <laughs> boxing on the weekend. I am all for it. I'll even talk back to you. He will, say you talk he will knock the trolls out like Deontay Wilder. You better watch out for Marquise's wicked right hand and his left hook behind it. Uh, there on social media. So again, he's a great follow at Week Sauce Radio there to tweet away. And uh, whether it's the historical fights uh, that are there, the upcoming action, recaps of fights that are going on, bigfightweekend.com. Go there, visit the site, check out the stories. Marquise does a fantastic job with those. By the way, on Facebook as well, at Big Fight uh, Weekend on Facebook. You can keep up with everything that's going on as best we can through Big Fight Weekend. Marquise, thanks. We'll see what happens in the WBC Heavyweight Showdown coming on Saturday night. I appreciate you popping on one more time here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, sir. Thanks, TJ. This is step one of the heavyweight division summer, and hopefully this will be a quick one. And that will do it for this edition of Big Fight Weekend and the podcast. A reminder again, it's Wilder and Brazil coming up Saturday night on Showtime. We thank Al Bernstein, the Hall of Famer, for being with me earlier in the podcast. He's on the call. Mauro Ranallo will call the fight. Al and uh, former world champion lighterweight fighter Pauli Malanaji will be analysts on this fight Saturday night. Showtime card gets underway just after 9 Eastern time. Min- main event somewhere around 11 Eastern time, 8 p.m. in the West for Wilder's latest defense of his WBC belt, trying to keep that perfect record intact. Had the draw the last time out with Tyson Fury. And again, I emphasize if Wilder is spectacular with an early round knockout here, like we were talking about with Al, with uh, David Payne and with also Marquise Johns, it really puts the pressure on Anthony Joshua to deliver. And I, I don't know what Tyson Fury can do uh, to, to make uh, U.S. fans in particular get excited uh, about fighting Wilder with his fight with Tom Schwartz. We'll see. But Wilder goes first Saturday night there on Showtime. Again, thanks to David Payne also for being here. Follow him at The Boxing Writer on Twitter. Visit his site, boxingwriter.co.uk. Thanks also to Marquise Johns. Be reading Big Fight Weekend all weekend long. Marquise has got great coverage. He's the lead writer on the site. Uh, I'll be contributing to the site as well. Uh, we repurpose some of what David Payne does. Uh, our former Alabama uh, amateur and professional boxer David Schott will have some thoughts as well on BigFightWeekend.com about this Deontay Wilder title defense. He'll be reading BigFightWeekend.com, and we thank Marquise for popping on. Uh, a reminder, just stick to the website and follow the website on Twitter at BigFightWeekend as well. Uh, also, uh, keep it locked in on Facebook, the Big Fight Weekend Facebook page for all the latest with the news, the previews, the historical perspectives, etc. That'll do it. Let's see what happens with the action this weekend at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Uh, those fights as well going on in the UK. And again, keep it locked in on BigFightWeekend.com for all the results, the opinions, and much more. I'm TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with us. Reminder, subscribe via iTunes here to the Big Fight Weekend podcast. It comes to you automatically whenever we're out with a new one, usually on Friday mornings or at least by lunchtime, Eastern time on Fridays. comes right to your phone or your iPad if you subscribe. Thanks also to our friends at Red Circle Podcasting for helping us uh, with Big Fight Weekend and the promotion of the podcast as well. That'll do it. Enjoy the fights. Look for Wilder to win and maybe win early, but it's boxing. We'll find out if Brazil's got something for him. One thing's for sure. We're back to talk more boxing next week on Big Fight Weekend and the podcast. Bye.